Nobody asked for this conversation to continue between Aaron Wong and Brandon Hutchins. Nobody asked for them to challenge each other to cover songs and make fools of themselves. Nobody asked for them to get so much wrong about music. But here we are, so I will correct them. Cool. So do we want to uh, talk about the things we've been listening to lately? Oh, yeah, totally. You just want to pick one band or what? What? Yeah. Like one or two things like that are really that you've been on repeat lately that you just can't get out of your head. This is not the band I want to talk to you about, but it is what I've been listening to lately. Um, these new Kesha tracks are so fucking killer, dude. Yeah, they are so the good. best thing she has ever, ever Absolutely. released. Absolutely. And I'm so glad she's making Absolutely. music again. I'm a motherfucking one. It's so. I'm not even a woman. It gets me so fucking pumped. It gets oh, yeah. Me so pumped. It's a, yes. it's a great fucking hook and it's a big old chord and she doesn't give a fuck and I love it. The, the other one that's out, the piano ballad, is very sad. And, uh, man, you can just, you can hear it in her voice. You can really, you, I, I, I feel like I really feel it with her. And she, I think she's writing this very good line of like catharsis and also not trying to be a victim. Like she's trying mm-hmm. to be, she's struggling with being strong. And I think that's so human and so awesome. She doesn't want to blame fucking dr luke for everything even though he's you know a garbage human being and shit she wants to she wants to move on from it but she still struggles like i i I don't know if it's because i've been keeping up with you know uh, the whole court battle and stuff like that but like i there's so i I feel like there's so much context in those songs and like so much of the words that we're not hearing and so much of the story that we're not hearing is so important to the things that she does choose to say in those tracks Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's so great. It's so fucking great. Yeah, on top of it being incredibly well-produced and moving music, yeah, like the lyrics and the um, the emotion of it just bring bring it to such an emotional high. Yeah, that it is hard not to you know it's hard not to tear up. It's hard not to just have chills com- listening com- to that yeah, song. Just to empathize with her as a human being with compassion. You know, uh, I will tell you. Uh, probably a year ago maybe two years ago in the middle of all this fucking dr luke stuff so right before her court case was delayed i don't know if you remember that yep i worked an event with kesha oh nice. she was she was uh singing for a charity um at the venue i worked and um and she was not in good shape Mm. and it sucked um she was really she was really skinny and really frail and really weak um, oh. Her voice was really, really shaky, and um, she was uh, she was drunk the entire time. <laughs> like she would mm. disappear for hours. We couldn't find her. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really bad. And I mean, you don't even need you don't even need that image of it to really understand like how personal these songs are. But just yeah. just to be able to like literally see her firsthand backstage in a dressing room you know outside of her public persona and stuff like that and just really be so fucked up by it it man it just makes those songs so much more powerful yeah, to me yeah and she looks healthy she's she sounds great you know like i'm really yeah, she's I'm been really on tour happy again, um and it seems like she is fully into it like she's just having a blast yeah she's well you know yeah, because she, of the dr luke thing she couldn't release new music 
She said yeah. she had all this new stuff, and you know, because of the yep. Sony contract and stuff, she. So I'm sure she's fucking dying to get back yep, out absolutely. there. And I and I and I'm I love it. I can't. I, I love it. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. I love it. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. <laughs> cool. So who did you actually want to talk about? So I uh, recently visited my family. Uh, my my dad's side of the family uh, is from Japan. My little sister introduced me to OK One Rock. No, One OK Rock. Sorry. It's pronounced One O'Clock. I have found, and one of the original premises for this podcast was, uh, one of the ideas pitched was, I try to get you back into pop punk music. Yes, I forgot about that. Remember that? <laughs> and I fucking found the band to do it. And guess what? All They're right. not from America. <laughs> nice. They're from Japan. Nice. This is a band called Dizzy Sunfist. Okay. And I'll f- I'll fucking link you something. Uh, I'll I'll link you the specific video I'm talking about. Um, but it's a uh, a drummer, a guitar player who's also the lead vocalist, and a bass player who's the, uh, all the harmonies. And mm. they are a Japanese pop punk band. They all speak Japanese, but they all sing in English lyrics. So all oh, nice. of the lyrics are in English. Um, is it the dream very, is not dead? Huh? Yeah, the dream is not dead. Okay. And this holy shit, dude! This track gets me so stoked it's it's some of the best pop punk i've ever heard and it's not even coming from wow. the the movement like first of all they are killer musicians they play uh, because like you watch that video and you listen to the song you're like okay well that's all pretty fast and you know there there's clearly some production value behind it they're they're clearly you know cutting and pacing and then i watch some live stuff on youtube and it's just as clean it's insane and then and you can tell they are fucking playing their instruments so first of all stellar musicians second of all girl lead singer fucking great third of all the lyrics are in english so there's something so earnest about them because you know i'm sure what they're writing in japanese is so poetic and so great but then they translate it to english and it's like super simplified and almost i mean almost childish but yeah, for some I reason that. i love it and i just think it works also that dude's uh the drummer's shirt in that music video i fucking want kick snare. it just says <laughs> yeah. kick snare hi-hat it's so fucking cool yep um isn't it so good holy fuck this is good <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it's so good i can't stop listening to it as soon as I heard it's that like, song, go ahead. They have the, a fucking smile from ear to ear. Oh, like, yeah. It's just so poppy and, and uh, energetic. I love, I love oh their broken gosh. English. I, well, not broken English. I love that their English has such thick Japanese accent to it. That dream is not dead. You know what I mean? I fucking love it. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know don't why I, I love it so much, but I it's I look forward to listening to it every single time. Oh, this is absolutely fantastic. Right? Yep. It's so fucking good. Um, I want to do a cover of this song. Like, regardless if you challenge me to do this or not, I'm going to do a cover of this song. And I and I already have the arrangement in my head. Um, nice. The only thing is, is I can't fucking play that fast. <laughs> well, you could do a you know acoustic slowed down version of yeah, it. Yeah, but I hate that. I hate that do whole you. trope of like if you're gonna make it acoustic, you just fucking take the tempo down a third and. You know, just jam. Like I hate that. I hate that. That's not how you do a cover. That's not what covers are okay, about. Okay. Well, then, then just uh, play it slow and then speed it up in, in post. Uh, audacity. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, so <laughs> thinking about it. So I, I was visiting my family, and um, part of the reason I was visiting my family is because my aunt and uncle from Japan were flying over into America to spend a week with my dad, 
And so they were like, hey, do you want anything from Japan? I was like, if you can find any fucking Dizzy Sunfist albums, I, I will gladly take them and I will thank you forever. And they found me two of them, one of which has uh, The Dream Is Not Dead. But as soon as I got those two albums, I was like, fuck, I have to own everything they've released. So nice. I scoured um, the internets and the answer was actually right on Amazon the entire time. <laughs> I felt really dumb that like I tried to everything. dive so deep and it was actually just totally accessible. Um, but they have four albums. I just got um, the first two uh, a couple weeks ago after ordering them from Japan like a couple months ago. So I'm very stoked that I have their entire discography now. Nice. Because they're fucking amazing. Absolutely. Uh, look up uh, Joking if you're going to keep listening. Joking is another. Okay. Yep, that one's next. Yeah. Oh, and also um, watch watch the walls in the room. They have a Jimmy Eat World poster. They have a No Effects War on Errorism poster. Like, just you'll see some gems, man. Nice. It's so fucking good. Brandon, it's so good. It it is it is really good, and you definitely you picked a good one to get me back into it. Yeah, if you don't like that music, you're dead to me. Sorry. <laughs> well, good thing I like it. Shit. Yeah, good thing. This will be a short podcast again. <laughs> I did all this work on the logo <laughs> just for me to be crying while eating a piece of pizza. <laughs> I like how they play uh, so fast. I like how clean and simple it is. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. They have the lyrics on here too. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can really. Okay, I couldn't really hear the lyrics before because I was listening to you. There's a typo. There's a typo. It's supposed to say aren't, which I'm amazed that they can use contractions. Uh, but it's a r e apostrophe t. It's at the very end. Um, but like, again, about their lyric, about their lyrics almost being childish. In joking mm-hmm. specifically, there's a song where. They rhyme today with day and today and day, day. Like, they say day like five times in a row. Technically, it's four times. And if somebody else did that, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get a get a rhyming dictionary. Do something. But for, for them, I find it endearing. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Their, uh, their broken English is fantastic. It's endearing, isn't it? It makes you, it, it makes you like, like them even more. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm so glad you're into it. I'm so glad you're into it. And their it. harmonies, their harmonies are pretty fun. Yeah. Like the way they slide up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good stuff. On your own time, you should check out anything that they play live because, like, you can hear the yeah. production value in that stuff. But when you when you see video of them playing live, you're like, holy shit, they're really doing it. The first two albums are a little rough, but their most recent album and then an EP, which is which is what has the dream is not dead. Uh, but holy shit, dude. I found that I found that band a couple months ago and I can't stop. I can't stop. They're so good. Next. Your turn. <laughs> My turn. You got Lord, Kesha, Corella, and Halsey. Halsey so, on Halsey, yeah. We yeah, we've already covered Kesha. Uh for the exact same reasons that you listed. I'm so excited for August eleventh when her new album drops. Mm-hmm. I I've been into so Kesha is really what got me into female lead vocal pop. Yeah. And I don't even know. Oh, it came up on, on Apple music. Uh, cause I got their free trial of Apple music and it came up for some reason. I have no idea why. And I was like, wow, okay, this is actually good. <laughs> and then, and then I started listening to like all the rest of it and I could hear the emotion and I could hear the, the different layers of it. And it just really pulled me in. You can really um, hear the emotion and 
TikTok? Fuck yeah. Actually, yes. Can you really? Yes. I mean, you know, it's so heavily processed by Luke and the production machine, mm-hmm. for sure. But you can hear this inner child trying yeah. to get out and I escape. Think she, I think she actually has a really Bro, great gift for songwriting. I totally agree. Yeah. Did you ever hear the Deconstructed EP? Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I like all the songs except for her cover of her mom's song. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Eh. And I I didn't yeah. really like it until I learned it was her mom's song, and then I had an appreciation. For yeah, it. that makes sense. Yeah, the song they're referencing is "Old Flames Can't Hold a Candle to You" by PB Seabird and Hugh Moffat. But no, really, what I've been having, what I have on repeat lately is um, is Lord's new album. Mm-hmm. So I got into Lord probably two years after Pure Heroin came out, mm-hmm. and. I was just like enamored with it and it just felt so dreamy and otherworldly to me. And then I found out she was 16 when she wrote it. Nuts. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, what am I doing with my life? She's like a fucking alto and a half dude at 16. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I've been like just burning on fire for this new album and it was everything that I wanted it to be. And more green lights, obviously fantastic. And all the, all the singles are, uh, I'm going to pull up the track list because I'm like that. <laughs> I, I, every, okay. Does she so write her liability, stuff? Yeah. She, well, she co-wrote the album with the guy from fun. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jack Antonoff. I think that's the right guy. Bleachers. Yeah. The guy from steel train. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Antonoff, Jack Antonoff and, uh, Andrew something third guy and then obviously nate roos anyway sorry dost is andrew's last name he wrote a musical about columbus but brendan is trying to think of the name jack antonoff no no worries for some reason liability has really like spoken to me like i don't even feel like that way around any of my social groups or whatever that i am like uh, an outcast or somebody that's looked at differently i don't even know i guess i am uh but it just it just like the the emotion of it was just so it felt so raw and and putting herself out there in a way like hey i'm gonna tell all my friends that i feel like i am nothing to them like yeah. that just felt like so it just hit me really hard and i it's love how i love i love almost any album that has a reprise mm-hmm. and so when bringing it back and not even just repeating like most reprises are very much the same song over again right just shortened right whereas this one is is like just taking it to another level uh, and then every every song on the album is just is is such a, a deep cut emotionally that I I can't stop playing it on repeat. Nice. Um, my favorite track is the Louvre because my wife is really into French stuff and like I just think about her every time I listen to that song and it just like warms my heart. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just kind of fun. Like because it's about. The, 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 it's kind oh, of a, you love your wife that's so gay <laughs> I know it, the, the, it, I don't want people a, to know I said that that was, that was a joke that was funny like 10 years ago but I don't think it's funny anymore <laughs> well we are talking about bands that were good 10 years ago so that's fair <laughs> you just got into that mindset the, the album of is a, is a concept of sorts where it's about kind of an emotional uh, or an, uh, a relationship peak and fall but 
you know, kind of sort of uses that, but there's also there's multiple relationships within it. Mm. But the the Louvre is the part of the story where the the relationship really comes together and really works. And okay. even with even within the song, there are struggles. Broadcast the boom, 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 and make them all dance to it. Broadcast the boom, 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 and make them all dance to it. Like it's it's a uh, it's like the uplifting song of the of the album, and it really speaks to me. So, anyways, I think the whole album is fucking fantastic, Top and I bottom. can't stop listening to it. Right on. There are two albums right now. I mean. It's it's hard because I'm obsessed with so much stuff. Um, Dizzy Sunfist is just like a great artist, just like this diamond in the rough that I found that I feel like I want to I want to just shout from the mountaintops and tell mm-hmm. everyone about them because nobody knows about them. Like it's it's very much the same feeling as when the first time we listened to Name Taken. Won't face this day and I won't care now. The sunrise promises nothing more. It's like yeah. this is just for us and we need to tell everybody <laughs> um, yeah dizzy sunfist is like that for me right now however i will say paramore's new album is you want to talk mm. about some fucking raw honesty you want to talk about mm-hmm. ju- holy shit i didn't think that i was gonna like anything better than their self-titled album the last album they made mm. with uh, ain't it fun you know and like and they just they they Haley just didn't fucking give a shit and she wrote the music that she wanted to loved it I fucking loved it and so when you have such a breakthrough album like that it's I mean it's gonna be impossible to follow it up and I actually think After Laughter this new album is the best thing that they've written I think it's even better than self-titled nice she's so open and she's just so she's and she's a completely exposed nerve the entire through the entire thing It's got these awesome 80 sounds in it and it, you know it's it's very it's just it's like a fucking dynamite pop album. It's so killer and it's so good. If it was sung by somebody else it would still be an amazing album, but the fact that Haley went through all this stuff and is finally talking about it and is finally good with it and is finally confident about it. It just I, I made a Facebook post when the album came out after I heard it. I was like, holy shit, you guys. Haley Williams is the new Jessie Lacey. Haley Williams is fantastic. She's a great singer. She's a great writer. I love Haley Williams. She's also not Jessie Lacey. Because Jessie Lacey is weird. And Jessie Lacey seems very sad all the time. Can you imagine Haley Williams sending out random lyric books eight years after she promised she would? I don't think so. Haley is a better person. Haley is better than Jesse Lacey. She's what the scene needs, not what the scene deserves. Come on. And I got so much flack for it. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I totally think it's true. Haley doesn't give a fuck what other people think anymore. She's making music that she wants to. And it's so incredibly sad. It's so incredibly sad and personal. If that's not Jesse Lacey, I don't know what the fuck is. Like, you tell me, you listen to... Um, dandelions you listen to that fucking dandelions brand new album the album title is daisy not dandelions and you tell me Mm -hmm. that they gave a fuck what anybody thought about what that sounded like because it's because nobody does like they made that album jesse Lacey made that album for him to work through whatever he was going through you know right and i feel like right after after laughter is just like that except it's also a killer pop album aaron you sly devil you 
You have me convinced. With the recent output by Haley Williams after Laughter, and all the things she's done before that, the way she has changed the scene, I think she is the new Jesse Lacey. And with Jesse Lacey retiring next year, oh, thank God. We got someone in the bullpen, you know what I mean? We got someone on deck. So, uh, Aaron, you get this one. Nice. I, it is on my library wait list, and uh, I'm going to get to I, that I, soon. I really think I really think it could get up there with your Lord album. I really do. Nice. I really think it's fucking nice. fantastic. I heard the single. I, I watched the music video for the single, and it was uh, it was pretty catchy. Yeah. I didn't listen to it enough or deep enough to um, man, oh, to man. gather any meaning from it. It's but. just it, I I I feel like it's just so honest and nice. it's so great. It's so great to listen to. Yeah. Other than that, I've been listening to Tiger Tiger's Jaw new album. Tiger's Jaw new album is called Spin, all lowercase. Tiger's Jaw, I stayed away from for a long time because the name of the band made me think it was like a hardcore punk band. And it's not. It, it does sound like that. It does sound like that. But they're really not. They're this really mellow core. It's like easy listening punk rock. Everything's huh. got, everything's like in a, in, a, in a groove, you know, around like a tempo of like 140. <laughs> okay. And you just sort of bob your head to it. It's um, a male singer and a female singer. Ben Walsh and Brianna Collins, respectively. Oh, cool. What got me into them was they did a tiny desk session on NPR and nice. it was really stripped down. So uh, the girl plays piano and the guy plays guitar. And I listened to the album front to back and I loved the way it sounded. I just loved like the sort of feeling it gave me just on in the background mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I got really into it. And then I found out that I guess their whole band has been restructured. And this is the first album where those two people are sort of taking the helm and really doing all the songwriting and all the all the production on it and stuff like that. And so it was really cool to learn that. I've since gone back to ti- uh, to listen to all of Tiger's Jaws' other albums, and I don't connect with them really at all. But this new one really, is really fucking great. So I don't know what they're doing differently, but it's totally working for me. Nice. Your turn. And did you want to cover your last one? Oh, I, I that's... Actually, it's all been listening to. Really? Uh, is the... What I've been doing over the past um, two years since I started getting into electro pop and mm. female vocalists is uh, rating every track of every song, every every album that I've been listening to, and making um, automatic playlists. Uh, so you know, all female electro pop four stars or more <laughs> uh, will go into this uh, playlist, and I'll um, and I'll just shuffle it. And so I'm listening to a bunch of just random. Things from nice. you know years ago. Um, I, I listened to a lot of Lights, uh, Halsey, uh, Cruella, other stuff. But we can get to those later. Okay. Talk more specifically about a, a specific album. Uh, the last band that I recently discovered that I fucking love. So Chorus.fm, which used to be AbsolutePunk.net, which actually is a very cool tidbit. Um, Jason Tate, the founder of AbsolutePunk.net, went to our rival high school. Yes, I believe he graduated. Uh, a year or two before we yeah, did. I think so. But so I, I've always, I've always felt um, really connected, connected. Yeah. To that, to that website. I've always wanted it to succeed that um, I've never even made, met Jason or anything like that, but like, it's yeah, just, it's cool. It's just, it, it, it feels like we're more connected um, whether yeah. he wants to be or not. Uh, <laughs> but every year they put out 
you know, a best of list and stuff like that. The article is in the spotlight. 50 bands you should know part two. And this band, Mandolin Orange, which is a fucking fantastic name for a band, by the way, that this album that I've been listening to was on that list. And so definitely shout outs to all the Absolute Punk staff for always keeping that stuff up. Because I there's at least one band I learn every year that I absolutely end up loving. And this this new album, this new Mandolin Orange album, it's very folky. It's very, you know, a lot of a lot of plucking guitar strings and, and mandolins and, and banjos and stuff like that. It's very I feel like you're, you know, in your backyard woods. <clears throat> and god damn, dude. It's if you want to just chill, throw it on in the background, it is perfect. It is nice. it is unobtrusive, but if you want to listen, there is so oh, much cool. for it. Yeah. I like I like layered albums like that. Yeah. And I've I've actually been throwing it on a lot when I cook. I don't know why, but it's a great cooking album for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but definitely, those are those are definitely my most current jams right now. Nice. I'm hyper obsessed with Dizzy Sunfist since I just got their new albums. I was listening to Paramore's new album on fucking repeat all day every day because it was just so good and i connected so much with it tiger's jaw was a a a very pleasant surprise that i found off a random youtube video and that uh, that's quickly becoming one of my top albums for the year and then mandolin orange all thanks to fucking absolute punk so awesome this was a conversation between aaron wong and me brendan hutchins you can hear more of aaron and his band downtown at downtownisaband.com I'm on Twitter at The Pod Playlist, and you can hear more of me on my podcast recommendation podcast called Podcast Playlist at podcastplayl.isd hashtag podcast. We were interrupted and corrected by David Callison of the Sound and the Story podcast, and you can find more of him at David Callison, D-A-V-I-D-K-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. The show's Twitter is N-A-F-T-P-O-D. We will talk to each other next time about our first cover challenge, and you can listen.